What is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show. Saturday, September 2nd, game day across the Southeastern Conference. It's finally here, folks. It is game day. It is college football season. I, really, truthfully, the wait is over. Uh, a lot of excitement in the air. Uh, Going to be down in Starkville uh, later this afternoon to watch Mississippi State in their season opener against Southeastern Louisiana. Uh, but I'm your host, Mitch Davis, founder of the MitchDavisShow.com, podcast host of the Mitch Davis Show. You can follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight. Check out the Facebook and Instagram pages at the Mitch Davis Show. Also check us out on YouTube at the Mitch Davis Show as well. And be sure you just check out the website, themitchdavisshow.com is going to be your one-stop shop for Southeastern Conference football coverage uh, throughout the entire fall. Got a lot of great trips planned and a lot of great games planned, so it should be a really, really exciting uh, season of Southeastern Conference football. On today's podcast, going to be joined by Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, co-host of Thunder and Lightning Mississippi State Podcast with Brian Haydad. Uh, going to be joining me momentarily, Robbie is. We're going to be talking all things Mississippi State football ahead of the season opener on Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock at Davis Wade Stadium on the campus of Mississippi State. Again, Southeast Louisiana, it's going to be a raucous environment. Mississippi State fans are excited about the, the new era of Mississippi State football under Coach Zach Garnett. Both Robbie and I are going to be down at Davis Wade Stadium. So check out Robbie at 24-7 Sports. Robbie is uh, covers Mississippi State like nobody's business. He really does a good job. But thank you all for tuning in to the Mitch Davis Show. At this time, I'd like to welcome my guest, Robbie Falk, to the Mitch Davis Show podcast. I am joined now by Robbie Falk, who covers Mississippi State, unlike anybody else in the business, with the exception of maybe his co-workers there. Robbie, welcome on the Mitch Davis Show. Thank you so much for coming on. It's an honor to finally have you join me. Yeah, buddy. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, man. Let's go ahead and talk some Mississippi State football. Obviously, opener on Saturday. Uh, what do you expect to see out of this game against Southeastern Louisiana? Uh, well, I expect to see a team that's well-prepared. I mean, you're, I know that they've got a new offensive coordinator in Kevin Barbet. you got a new defensive coordinator in Matt Brock, which, you know, Brock's been here. There shouldn't be a whole lot of changes on the defense. But there's a lot of people that are, that are going to be expecting, you know, that transition period to be – rocky at times but I'm kind of the opposite on that I think you have enough guys that have been around for long enough in the SEC they should be able to transition well and they've been running this offense since the spring so you had the eight OTAs in the spring the eight OTAs in the fall and then all the spring and fall practices this team should be ready to go and uh, when you got 27 seniors I think um that are in the in the too deep on the depth chart or whatever, you should expect that those guys come out and they're ready to go on day one. And so that's what my expectations are. This team is going to be ready and prepared to attack that ball game, come out and take care of business and win and win that ball game going away. And if they're having issues, then that's something to be concerned about moving forward, I think. Despite being uh, picked seventh to finish in the SEC West, it seems like the team is ready to kind of take on that bulldog mentality. Talk about being the underdog for this team and how Coach Arnett has prepared his guys to be that underdog and to kind of shock the world, quote-unquote, there. Well, I think that's kind of been the Mississippi State way for many years. You know, Dan Mullen's teams, when he kind of turned the program around and they went from 
you know, the the cellar dweller in the SEC to competing against SEC West teams and competing inside the SEC the way that they did. That team was always picked sixth or seventh in the league or in the SEC West. And that hasn't changed. doesn't matter who the coach is. Mississippi State has routinely picked at least sixth or seventh in the league preseason every single year. So the mentality here has always kind of been that underdog mentality and blue-collar work style. And that's kind of been the, the, the look for the state of Mississippi for years and years. A lot of people count out the state of Mississippi – High school football in the state is, you know, uh, per capita one of the best in the country. I, I put Mississippi, Mississippi and Louisiana right there as places that don't have the highest population that can just about compete with anybody. Um, and it's, you know, you look in the NFL and you see guys from Mississippi, you know, all over rosters or across the NFL. And those guys were, were two-star, three-star recruits, didn't have very many offers coming out of high school. That carries over. And uh, Mississippi State still has a lot of those players on this roster, although I believe it's a talented roster. They have a lot of guys on here that coming out of high school, you know, Mississippi State was their best offer in the Power Five. Um, so, you know, that mentality is carried over. These guys don't really care where they get picked preseason. They're kind of used to that. And I think that that plays in their favor year in and year out. I want to ask you about the roster, and then we'll talk more in depth about certain, you know, Will Rogers and them. I want to ask you about the 47 players on the roster from the state of Mississippi alone, and several guys played at JUCO colleges. How important is it for Mississippi State to, especially Mississippi State, to recruit the state of Mississippi as well as it does? Well, Zach Arnett's, you know, that's his cornerstone of his program. When he was hired, one of the first things that he said was they're going to recruit the state of Mississippi really, really hard because of what you know the the stats have shown in the past the players that have come out of Mississippi that have gone on to the NFL have gone on to be some of the best players in the NFL um and when you break it down when you see the Brett Favre's and the Walter Paytons and the Jerry Rices and the Steve McNairs inside the state um it makes a lot of sense there's a lot of homegrown talent here that you can win with and Mississippi State's done a lot of great things with players from Mississippi over the last few years, and you look in the NFL and you see Chris Jones and Jeffrey Simmons, and then the Juco guys that have come out of the state, Darius Slade, Montez Sweat, Pernell McPhee, Danico Autry. These guys weren't from Mississippi per se, but they came and developed inside the state of Mississippi in junior college. So it's not just the high schools, it's the junior college that are developing great players. And that's Zach Arnett's plan is to lock down the state of Mississippi and he still has some work to do. This year, you know, they're behind a little bit uh, with Ole Miss and some of the other schools in the SEC. But I think with a lot of time and effort recruiting the state, building their relationships, Mississippi State is going to be able to establish what they did with Dan Mullen, where they're bringing in great players from the state of Mississippi, developing, the, developing them and making them great pros. And I think the guys they already have committed, they've done a really good job so far. There's just more work to do. I want to ask you about the Egg Bowl, and then we'll get more in depth about the couple of guys on the roster. I ask you about the Egg Bowl and recruiting. How does that, from an outsider's standing, you know, coming in, how does the Egg Bowl impact recruiting in the state of Mississippi? I don't think the the Egg Bowl that happens the the um, the year of the signing class impacts it so much. But having success in the Egg Bowl the year before, being able to recruit with that egg. Um, having some sustained success in the Egg Bowl, I think that does play a factor when you can say, 
you know, you can go over to that other school, but we're beating that other school pretty routinely. Um, if you're able to say that, I think it does help. And I think that helped Dan Mullen a lot. But it's so hard to sustain that momentum uh, inside the state of Mississippi. These two teams, when they lose ground, it, it almost always turns right back around uh, for, the, for the team that's lost that ground. Um, so we see that year in and year out. Um, I don't know how much of an impact it makes uh, in the grand scheme because I think both teams just eventually get their guys. Uh, and if they struggle one year, you're usually going to see them fire back the next year. But, um, you know, it is something that you that you can play up with kids on your roster and play up with kids that you're recruiting uh, inside the state of Mississippi. Looking at the offense, I want to ask about Will Rogers. You and I have both been around practice. You and I have been at some press conferences. Will Rogers looks like he's gotten a heck of a lot bigger. Talk about his development this offseason. And what do you expect to see out of Rogers in the 23 campaign? Has put on some muscle, I think, and uh, gotten a little more durable as a quarterback. And I think that this is an opportunity this year. I've, I've said it since the start, since Kevin Barbe first got here. This is a chance for Will Rogers to really improve his NFL status. Um, if he's wanting to be a quarterback in the league, he's going to have to show that he can run a different offense than the air raid offense. And he said on Monday, this is as confident as he has been at Mississippi State in running an offense. And I think that says a lot because a lot of people have painted him as an air raid guy, and that's not really fair to him because coming out of high school, while his dad had studied the air raid, and he knew all about the air raid, uh, you know, studying it with Gardner Minshew and all that. He was a guy prepared for that. That was not, you know, 100% the style of offense he was running. He ran an offense that had some of the same concepts as, he's, as that he is going to run with Kevin Barbet. So, uh, you know, I think this year is so huge for him to show that development that he's made in this offense, show that he can run a pro-style type offense, and that he can be an NFL quarterback. You know, God forbid something happened, but I want to ask you about the backup quarterback and Mike White, the Vanderbilt transfer, a guy that, you know, did well in the opener last year for Vanderbilt and kind of developed a little bit. What have you seen out of him in the second team reps uh, with the Mississippi State offense? I've seen a lot of development just in the short time that, that Mike's been here. He was a guy when he got here, dynamic playmaker and quarterback, probably, you know, one of the more uh, athletic, dynamic runners at quarterback in the SEC. But the, what you're looking for out of him is development in the passing game. He's got to be more balanced as a as a player. And I think we've seen him grow from the spring even till, you know, the fall. He has really grown as a passer. We're already seeing some development there. I thought he looked really good in the practices I was able to see. I think he's a guy that if something does happen to Will Rogers and you hope it doesn't happen, he can come in there and provide you um, something at quarterback, and you're not sitting there going, well, the season's over with. I think you do have a guy he has experience in this league. He's developed as a passer. He's got a lot of talent. I think he can come in and help you. And I think for Mississippi State, you need to utilize him some this year. I, I've maintained I don't think that he is uh, helping you by standing on the sidelines, signaling in plays. He's a guy that's so dynamic as a runner and can do some things for you passing as well, you've got to have some packages for him and utilize him in some form of fashion. I think they, they've got to do that this year, and I think they will. I want to ask you about the running back room, an eight-deep running back room. Of course, everybody knows your KVM marks, but what are some of the other, who are some of the other guys that Mississippi State fans will likely see in the 23 season? 
Well, one guy that's really emerged in the last few weeks is freshman Seth Davis. Uh, coming out of Texas, Katy, Texas, uh, you know how football is in the state of Texas, and he was one of the best running backs in the entire state over his career. Um, you know, I th- he's a guy I think he had over a thousand yards every year of his career running, and uh, just absolutely explosive. Not a big guy, but that kind of plays into his favor. And I think over the last few weeks, Zach Arnett, Kevin Barbet, they've noticed that this guy is unlike anything else that they have on the roster. And he's suddenly shot to the number two running back over the last several weeks. He was a guy that was kind of, you know, lost in the depth chart in the spring because he just got to school. He was kind of getting his feet wet, but he's really exploded over the last few weeks and is a guy that I feel certain they're going to pull his red shirt this year and he's going to be a factor for Mississippi State. Um, so, you know, he was compared uh, to Deuce Vaughn by Zach Arnett and, you know, has that low center of gravity, tough guy to square up and, and really get a good hit on, protects the ball well, sees the hole really well, got great field vision. So he's been really impressive and is going to be pushing for that second team spot and getting a lot of reps. And then you got uh, sophomore running back Simeon Price is back at a really big bowl game against Illinois and really kind of came on last year as the number three back for Mississippi State. He's pushing for second-team reps. They brought in uh, Kevon Lee who out of Penn State, led Penn State in rushing two years in a row in 2020 and 2021. He comes in as a veteran back that should help Mississippi State in that room. And then junior college running back Jeffrey Pittman, who played at Taylorsville High School, a great program in South Mississippi. He went to Hines Community College for a couple years, was great there and he's going to provide Mississippi State some depth as well. So uh, I'm not sure what they do with the running backs, but they've got a stable there, and they have some options where they can have kind of a running back by committee if they want to. But uh, it's, it's uh, you know, unquestioned that Jaquavius Marks is your guy at number one. I want to ask you about the tight end room and, and the new system now. We're going to see a lot of tight ends. What are kind of schematically what Mississippi State fans will see, maybe not on Saturday, but as the season progresses out of those tight ends? Well, they're going to utilize them in, in a lot of different ways. They're going to line them up in, um, in the slot, throw the football down the field to them, utilize them in the passing game. But they're a huge part of what Mississippi State is going to do in the run game as well as blockers. And I think you have a guy like Rylan Goaty from Georgia who has been – probably in the best tight end room in the last 10 years with Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington and has kind of gotten lost in there because you're playing with two generational type talents at at tight end. I mean, you're you're playing with two guys that last year probably could have been, you know, somebody's number one uh, tight end in in the NFL. Um, And for Brock Bowers, I think he could have played on just about any roster in the NFL and been the number one guy outside of maybe Travis Kelsey. I mean, it, it's amazing. So it's hard to really gauge where he is as a tight end because he's been behind those two guys. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I'm really excited to see what he does. I think as a blocker especially, he's going to help him out. And then Jaquaria Spivey coming in from TCU after playing at Mississippi State. That's two guys that have had four or five years experience in the power five that are coming into your tight end room. That's going to be able to kind of transition you into this new era um, at at tight end in this offense. So I I think both of those guys are going to help them out offensively. And it's going to look a little different having 
you know, an up back or a tight end in there for Mississippi State, but I think it's going to be to their benefit they can have another playmaker and another blocker in there uh, at tight end. I want to ask you just quickly about the defense, and then I'm going to ask you a scheduling question. I want to ask you about Jet Johnson and Nathaniel Watson, uh, two guys that have seemed like they've gotten a lot bigger. Uh, talk about their development this offseason. How do you expect them to lead this Mississippi State defense heading into the 23 season? Well, you're talking about uh, you know two guys that are coming into year three as starters together. They, you know, they know exactly what the other one's doing. They signal the defense. They do a great job of making sure everybody's set. So both of these guys are uh, an extension of the coaching staff on the field. And on top of that, they're great tacklers. Uh, the top two tacklers in the SEC are back in, in those two and great leaders to boot. I mean, I think that they're going to be, play a huge part of what that defense does this year. And just, uh, again, you have – those two and then guys on the defensive line that are, you know, fifth and sixth year guys. I mean, State has the most experienced front six in the entire country uh, with that unit. So I, I think that uh, they are going to play a huge part in this year's team, especially bringing along some of those younger linebackers. Last question I have for you. I want to ask you about the schedule, obviously. Pretty tough September with LSU, Alabama, road game at South Carolina. What is the pivotal game of the 23 season where you say, hey, that's the game that's going to probably dictate how this season goes? I think it's South Carolina because the you mentioned that the first five games of the schedule, State has a chance to be, uh, you know, probably three and two or two and three. And that's assuming that they they lose both of those games to LSU and Alabama, which happens more often than not. And I guess Alabama happens every year. So you pretty much pencil in a, a loss. You almost write a pin now for Alabama. But, you know, we'll see with LSU. State's been really competitive against LSU in recent years. That's at home. So we'll see with that one. I'm, I have it down as a loss. South Carolina is, the is to me, the most pivotal game. If you can survive that that first part of the schedule with a three and two record and knocking off southeastern Louisiana, Arizona, and South Carolina, you really set yourself up to have a big season. I mean, at that point, you're looking at only you, you need just you know four or five more wins to hit you know guys like me our our projection. But a lot of people predict a state to win four or five games, and you're already basically there if you can win that game of South Carolina. Going to be a huge ball game. Uh, on the road to South Carolina, that's become a, a tough place to play and a, a team that has uh, really increased their talent and they've shown a lot of good things under Shane Beamer. They've gotten better and better. So that's going to be a tough one. And I think it's a, it's a huge game for Mississippi State in their season moving forward. He is Robbie Falk. Robbie, tell them where they can find all of your amazing work. And I really appreciate you coming on the Mitch Davis Show. Yeah, man. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at RobbieFalk247. Um, my high school stuff's Robbie Falk SDN. I do a lot of Starville Daily area high school stuff if you're interested in that, that kind of thing. Uh, but all my Mississippi State-related stuff and other shenanigans are on the 247 page. Uh, and then you can find find our work on uh, MississippiState.247sports.com. Uh, the source for Mississippi State sports, we have all the breaking news. We're the only people that cover recruiting the way that we do. So you can come check that out. also have a YouTube channel. Um, you can find me there. I do weekly live chat. If you guys want to come on there and talk Mississippi State sports and um, see Mississippi State interviews, things like that, I have all that on my YouTube channel. And then we have Thunder and Lightning, Brian Haydad and myself, our podcast. Um, we, we 
pride ourselves in being one of the top Mississippi State sports podcasts out there. So you can come check that out as well. Robbie, thank you so much for coming on the Mitch Davis Show. It's an honor. Hope to have you on later as the season progresses. Absolutely. I appreciate it, man. You have been listening to the Mitch Davis Show podcast. I've been your host, Mitch Davis, founder of the Mitch Davis Show.com, podcast host of the Mitch Davis Show. A very, very special thank you to Robbie Falk for joining me on the Mitch Davis Show podcast today to talk all things Mississippi State football. Be sure you follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight, Facebook and Instagram at the Mitch Davis Show. Also, check out the podcast on YouTube by simply typing in the Mitch Davis Show, both on YouTube. SoundCloud, and wherever you'd like to listen to your podcast. And a very special thank you again to my guest, Robbie Falk, for coming on the Mitch Davis Show podcast to talk all things Mississippi State football. Be down at Davis Wade Stadium in the afternoon, so follow me on Twitter for live updates, Mitch Davis underscore eight. Again, thank you for listening to the podcast. Have a great weekend. Enjoy all the Southeastern Conference.